Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. When Donald Trump was a private businessman in New York, he got $800 million in tax breaks and subsidies to build luxury housing. That's called corporate socialism. What democratic socialism is about is saying, let's use the federal government to protect the interests of working families. Bernie Sanders on 60 Minutes last night explaining what democratic socialism is, because that's what he calls himself, not a Democrat. It's funny. Yeah. That was horse crap. That was ridiculous, false arguments. There was no logic there. That was a logic-free zone. I was watching Face the Nation yesterday, and so you had all these panels are all Democrats. Sometimes they put a Republican on there, Mm -hmm. all these panels and all these shows. But anyway, one Democrat who was a Bernie supporter, she said, we need to emphasize democratic socialism. And Rahm Emanuel said, no, we don't. No, we don't. Let's not emphasize that at all. Mm. He's the Democrat who got Barack Obama elected, who thinks democratic socialism as a title is going to kill them. What we need to emphasize is democratic socialism. No, we don't. No, we don't. Not at all. He said, 
But that's uh, Bernie explaining it. And then he explains how you're going to pay for all this stuff. Do you know how all, how much, though? I mean, do you have a price tag for, for all this? We do. I mean, you know, and, and uh, the, the price tag is it will be substantially less than letting the current system go. I think it's about $30 trillion. That's just for Medicare for all. Just, just Medicare for all. Well, yeah. Do you have a, a price tag for all of these things? No, I don't. We try to. No, you mentioned making public colleges and universities tuition-free and canceling all student debt. That's correct. That's what I want to do. We pay for that through a modest tax on Wall Street speculation. But you say you don't know what the total price is, but you know how it's going to be paid for. How do you know it's going to be paid for if you don't know how much the price is? Well, I can't, you know, I can't rattle off to you every nickel and every dime, but we have accounted for it. You, you talked about Medicare for all. We have options out there that will pay for it. That's a pretty good line of questioning by Anderson Cooper. There. Yeah, that's pretty good aggressive uh, journalism there. I, I salute him for that. So, listen, uh, it occurs to me we probably ought to do a big, fat, podcast with some people who are highly skilled in pointing out the flaws of socialism. Maybe Tim uh, Tim Sandifer, Tim the lawyer. Uh, but as, as a hobbyist, a common man, a guy wearing a flannel shirt, um, a, a couple of things, kind of regular guy arguments against this. Some of the things Bernie said there really stood out, and, and I'm reminded of um, a couple of the classic pieces of wisdom about socialism. The socialist assumes that if you remove the incentive to produce, to grow the pie, to grow the economy, to innovate, that people will still do it for some reason, and that the economy will stay healthy and the rest of it. It is the worst sort of static analysis. Um, If you remove the incentives for people to do for themselves, they will not do at all anymore. You know, we got this email. This is probably a good place to start. Um, A high school friend posted this, uh, one of our beloved listeners. And uh, she says, I'm terrified of very smart people think that the following is democratic socialism. Uh, Democratic socialism was the compact between government, business, and citizenry that built all of America's infrastructure between 1930 and 1980. Your elementary through high school, first uh, uh, police department, fire department, library, roads, streetlights, water treatment, dams, levees, airports, highway system, the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, the Marines, the post office, garbage service, courthouse, the FDA, etc., all of that was our tax dollars used by the government to contract businesses to hire Americans to build our country into a powerhouse. Your American dream was built on democratic socialism. Unfettered capitalism destroyed it. America wasn't always like this. And so the idea was all government services are democratic socialism. And listen, if I wanted to get Bernie elected, that's a really good argument. That's a really fine and persuasive argument. The problem is, and this is, this is almost useless in popular politics because you got to shout extremes and slogans at each other to either frighten the herd to go to the polls or entice them to go to the polls. But here's the truth. Everything in human existence is a question of balance. Do you have enough, say, love for your spouse that you will be devoted to them, you'll sacrifice for them, you will do the things that it takes to make a relationship work? But you're not so devoted that you lose yourself in it and and, uh, enable yourself to let somebody abuse you and misuse you. You'll totally lose your own identity. You'll become a shell of yourself. You'll end up drinking yourself to death or whatever. You've got to keep yourself healthy to have a healthy relationship. 
Well, in this example, a little cooperation, you know, the classic thing is government does for us that which we cannot do individually. We all join together and do it. A little of that, or even a little more than a little of that, is fine. But in Bernie's world, you're doing so much of it, it chokes the production. France. France can't get crap done. Because everybody's got a 30-hour work week and gets 17 weeks of vacation. And if you dare say, hey, we got to move the, the retirement age up from 50. People are living to 90 now all the time. Everybody freaks out and they burn down the cities. It's a question of balance. And again, this is a hard argument to make because it's full of subtleties. In Bernie's world, the government takes from you and decides how much you can have in a way that is way over the line and will utterly choke off this incredible engine of, uh, of achievement, of wealth, of, of, of charity, of goodness that is the United States. It's just way too far. And it's been lived out over and over again. Country after country has tried this. And so, again, it's a subtle argument, but, man, it's the one that's true. So-called democratic socialism will choke everything that made America great and will lead us into a twilight of dependence and and just lack of productivity. Good idea. 60 Minutes having Bernie Sanders on last night as he won Nevada going away and in all kinds of different categories. He is not going to be beat. He is not going to be stopped. It's going to be interesting to see how the debate goes tomorrow night. Now, a number of uh, big-time Democrats have talked about the oppo research on Bernie. Bloomberg's guy tweeted out last week that we got enough to fill a building oppo research. Well, you better dump it tomorrow night, and it might be too late anyway. You better dump that oppo research now. I don't know what you're holding it back for. At what point do you think it's appropriate to unleash this after he's won how many states in a row? But anyway, uh, here's him being asked a little bit about Castro on a 60 Minutes last night, number 34. Back in the 1980s, Sanders had some positive things to say about the former Soviet Union and the Sandinistas in Nicaragua. And everybody was totally convinced. Here he is explaining why the Cuban people didn't rise up and help the U.S. overthrow Cuban leader Fidel Castro. He educated the kids, gave them health care, totally transformed the society. We're very opposed to the authoritarian nature of Cuba. But, you know, you guys, it's unfair to simply say everything is bad. You know, when Fidel Castro came into office, you know what he did? He had a massive literacy program. Is that a bad thing? Even though Fidel Castro did it? There's a lot of dissidents imprisoned in, in Cuba. That's right. And we condemn that. Unlike Donald Trump, let's be clear. You wanna, I do not think that Kim Jong-un is a good friend. I don't trade love letters with a murdering dictator. Vladimir Putin, not a great friend of mine. Hmm, so that's pretty interesting. Now, a lot of people reacted to that whole, well, they had a, Castro came into power, and it, oh, no, that's important, the wording is important on that. Um, I'll dig that up real quick, but, uh, so, when Castro got into power, they started the literacy program, which is hilarious, because it's the classic Mussolini made the trains run on time, Hitler built great highways. Right. I mean, it's that, it's that classic argument right there. Yeah. Um... Well, well, you're looking for that. I will tell you this. The government that has the power to give you everything you want has the power to take away everything you have and always has. See, that's the thing that they're saying. Listen, just give us enormous powers to run the economy, run your life, take most of your money, but we'll give it back to you and give it to those who need it. You just give us that enormous power and we'll be really nice about it. Don't you can trust us, which is a, a sales job. It's a siren song that always ends 
horribly. Don't give them that power. How's the government so far? And you're going to give it way more power? You people are insane. A couple of the texts that were in response to uh, that or tweets that I came across that. Um, in 60 Minutes interview, Sanders goes out of his way to praise elements of Castro's reign of Cuba. We're very opposed to the authoritarian nature of Cuba, but it's unfair to say everything's bad. When Castro came into office, a lot of people picked up on the word came into office, violent revolution, murdering many, many people to come into office. Confiscating their homes. But uh, came into office. You know yeah. what he did? He had a literacy program. Castro tortured political prisoners, imprisoned nuns, executed homosexuals, but he had a literacy program as a heck of a way to campaign for the hearts and minds of swing voters. And then someone else tweeted, and next up on 60 Minutes, Senator Sanders argues that Hitler wasn't too bad because he improved the economy at the expense of those pesky globalist elitist Zionists. Right. Yeah, well, and the other aspect of Castro's uh, literacy program was he needed to indoctrinate everybody. And so he wanted people to be able to read the Communist Manifesto in his own tract. So that was part of it. But again, saying that, well, some good came of it. Well, of course it did. I mean, the guy wouldn't have held on to power if he were nothing but evil. But well, what do you think of the, what's the, the whole oppo research thing, though? What, if, if that exists, I, you know, who's holding it back and for what reason? When I, do you think it would be appropriate to, to bring it out? I think they nailed it in the Daily Beast, uh, which, again, is a liberal website. The Sanders attack fodder paradox, the kind of attacks that so many of us fear will work against him in the general. This is a Bernie fan. Now, he says, will not work in the primary. In fact, they will backfire and help him win the primary. That stuff about radicalism and Castro and the rest of it, which will kill him in the general, will actually help him in the primary. The argument of this article in general is that, the problem with Bernie, from Democrats' perspective, is he's the same as them, just more. And so how, how do you attack him? It's like I was saying before, the, the problem with my argument about socialism, it's a question of balance, is it's too subtle. Well, Pete Buttigieg's problem, or certainly Elizabeth Sanders' problem, is their attack on Sanders would be too subtle. He's for the same things they are, just more of it. How do you attack a guy like that? So the most important number I heard over the weekend, we've got to hit you with that if you haven't heard it yet, and it might change your view of how likely it is Bernie gets the nomination. I'll tell you that. Armstrong and Getty. in a row at the McDonald's drive-thru, everybody's passed out? No, I realize... they got to speed up the service, for one thing. I realize being in the drive-thru in the middle of the night drunk is a bit of a thing and fairly common, but how do you end up with three cars in a row where the people are asleep? Do they all leave the same party and take separate cars? Where they're... Hey, I'll tell you what you do. Instead of all being in one car and driving drunk and be a danger to society, no let's boy. all drive our own car yeah, I don't and know. go to the same we'll place. We'll all keep an eye on each other. Exactly. Man, that is a party in part of town, evidently, where that McDonald's is. Hey, we were reminded by Craig, the Obamacare lawyer, we did an extra-large podcast 
um, about the fabulous book Heaven Heaven on Earth by Moravchek. Is that his name? I'm terrible at authors. Uh, about um, the problems with socialism. And it's it's stimulating, it's interesting, and it's at armstrongandgetty.com. Two things I want to mention, and I, geez, I don't want to wear you out with Bernie stuff, although it was a, it was a, it was a notable weekend. His domination in Nevada, uh, a lot of people, I just think it's over. He's, he's the nominee, unless something gargantuan happens, and I can't imagine what that would be. Um, Bernie Sanders is going to be the nominee, a guy who's been a Democratic social, uh, Socialist and, 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 and out and proud on that his whole life. Mm-hmm. Anywho, these numbers that came out from the Atlantic making the point that Bernie is not a polarizing figure. And as a matter of fact, you look at the polls, he might be the least polarizing person running for president right now. Among from, Democrats. Um, and Trump, because Trump's very polarizing. Right. Of all people that will be running for president. He's got the lowest negatives and the highest approval rating in the Democratic Party. 72% of Democrats have, an, have a favorable opinion of Bernie Sanders. So that's roughly three-quarters of the 30% or so of the people who identify as a Democrat. Roughly the same number, Republican, and then a, a big old chunk of people in the middle. But he's going to get the Democratic nomination. It's not a, oh my God, how do we stop this by Democrats. Right. Two, Three-quarters of them are perfectly happy with Bernie Sanders. Yeah, yeah. good. You so, know, it's it's funny. It's the opposite of, you know, how Liz Warren got dragged down by listening to her Twitter followers and going too, too radical and the rest of it. In truth, I think a lot of us got misled by the moneyed... Uh, Democrats who own the newspapers and the uh, and the TV stations and all we the pundits we got the idea that there are more of them than there are yeah the the MSNBC was going crazy over Bernie's win like this is a horror how do we stop it that ain't what your party thinks the people that were watching MSNBC had to be pissed off yeah they were watching people badmouth the guy they want to be the nominee mm-hmm. should just show you how out of touch the uh, the uh, the elite liberal media is I guess wow. Wow. With the regular peeps. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be very exciting to watch. You know, I, I could go on and on about what a terrible idea Bernie is. I suppose well, we'll be. You're, you're going to have eight months? Months. Many months to do that. Eight months yeah. to discuss this whole socialism thing. Uh, uh, yeah. I tell you what. Well, I got one. I got to. I absolutely throw. I got to throw in. I can't remember who said this first, and it really doesn't matter. People will work for only two reasons. One is for gain, and the other is to avoid punishment. And if you remove most or all of the gains somebody gets for working hard or working long or innovating and the rest of it, then the only way you keep up productivity is through punishment, which is how you know socialist societies function. And uh, you don't want to live in that world. It's been tried many, many times. But everybody gets sold on the whole fairness thing. Um, Fairness meaning confiscating from some people and giving it to others to win their vote. But How high would taxes have to be to pay for all this stuff? They'd have to be pretty damn high. So high that a lot of people, people, especially people who make a good living, who just say, no, screw it. I'm not working anymore. Right. Well, the argument. What's the point if 70% of it's going to go to taxes? The argument Bernie made, and at least he was honest, well, lying Liz Warren, uh, you know. Would not pick up the hatchet of honesty, and yes, that was a cheap shot. Um, <laughs> he'd say, "Well, yes, your taxes will 
go up, but overall your expenses will go down because we'll be so efficient and the rest of it. Yeah, the problem with that is, as I was saying before, if you tax people that heavily and just give them a vague idea that the fair and benevolent government is doing our best with the money, you're removing their incentive to strive. So the only reason they would continue to produce what the government is counting on to redistribute all that money is because they fear punishment. Welcome to the Soviet Union. I think a landmark event happened over the weekend and most people missed it. We'll have that coming up. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm reading last night. So, so whatever you do, if you want to vote for Bernie Sanders because you feel good about his program, uh, because you, you, you don't like the, the, the banks on Wall Street or you don't like pharmaceuticals, that's completely legitimate. I understand that. If you're voting for him because you think he'll win the election, because he'll galvanize heretofore uh, sleepy parts of the electorate, then politically you're a fool. And that's just a fact. It, 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 it's no denying it. There's so much, there's so much political science. There's so much research on this that it's not even a debatable question. And if, if people are praised to this and they know that and they want to do it as Democrats, that's their own business. But I don't think that they have all of the facts that they need before they make this judgment going forward. James Carville and Nicole Wallace are describing what sounds, cool. a, sounds a lot like political suicide. And um, I think we need it to. Is. There you go. Poli- that was Saturday night after Nevada came in. Uh, political suicide for the Democrats to do that. Now, it turns out the polls don't show Carville to be necessarily right on that. Carville is saying you can't build a coalition as Bernie Sanders with his politics. Well, you got the poll out that says 72% of Democrats have a, uh, a favorable opinion of Bernie. So, I don't know. We'll see. The problem being, though, that the other side, that the winning side has their core, and then they've got to add 20%. And, and Carville's saying there's no way he adds 20%. In the general election, I mean. He yeah. doesn't attract enough, uh, you know, persuadables. Because uh, he's too old and too wackadoodly. So here's something that happened over the weekend that I that I thought got missed and is, is huge. So you've got this whole thing that is very confusing and it's impossible to nail down what's true. With Russian interference in the election. Oh, yeah. So we had the story yeah. break last week that the Russians were trying to help Donald Trump. No idea, even after days of talk about this, what actually happened. Right. Uh, and lots of people have come forward and saying, that's bunk. That's not what happened but, at that briefing. But then the story broke over the weekend. Russians are trying to help Bernie Sanders. Right. So you had that story also. The only article I read that made any sense about any of this was from the great David Sanger of the New York Times. He's one of the few journalists left in America, certainly at the New York Times, that has any interest in trying to just tell you what is actually going on. And he was how making quaint. The, yeah, how quaint. <laughs> and I'm sure they they'd love to run him out for some 23 year old who would just pick a side and, and get uh, clicks, lots and lots of clicks. And got, we hate the orange man. And, and making it clear that it's all about uh, Trump as a Russian asset. Right. No, he he made the article in the New York Times that well clearly Putin is taking two of the most polarizing politicians in America and boostering them both. Right. Because it's going to tear America apart. Right. That's obviously what Putin's doing. And um and he made the point that. There's no reason politically that Putin would benefit, I mean, like just in personal strategy, from either Trump or Bernie being president. There's there's nothing. They're both, um, well, I won't get into that. That's a side. But, but mm-hmm. it, it's clearly just to sow the seeds of anger in the United States. Right. That's what he's right. doing. Well, yeah. And it's always been true. But so then this happened. 
And I thought this was huge, and this is going to be the future of our lives, I'm afraid. Wow. So, I'm a little, I'm a little afraid right now. The Bernie bros are apparently a fairly angry, vicious um, internet phenomenon. True. There are analogs on the right. Correct. But uh, there's a fancy word means the same thing. Why didn't I just say that? I don't know. Showing off. Yeah. You're just showing off. Indubitably. It's like we had a long conversation yesterday. What's what's wrong with the word funnest? Why can't you say funnest? Because it's improper. You're an ignoramus. You're illiterate. The, uh, but most people, but a lot of people say it. It's said a lot. So uh, we were talking according about According to some English guys in 1308. Right. And actually, I was uh, reading a number of places that think it will become, uh, it will be in the dictionary probably within 10 to 15 years. Well, that'll be funner than the current situation. I know. Again, illiteracy. I'll accept funnest. If somebody says funnest, I don't, I, I don't even think twice. Funner makes my brain hurt for some what? reason. What? Funner. What? I don't know why. Why? One, but not the other? Yeah, funnest doesn't bother me. That's outrageous. Funner. Ugh. I have a feeling this is not your main point. No, it's not. <laughs> so yeah, good. So the Bernie Bros are active on media, uh, social media, and they're 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 vicious, like a lot of people, like everybody on social media. There and are analogs uh, on the right. Oh, I said that already. <laughs> Sorry. And they, <laughs> I thought and they, it'd be funner to say it again, but it wasn't. And leading up to Nevada, they were attacking all kinds of people, including union workers. And Bernie was asked about that, and he said, I don't think those are people that like me. I think it's Russian bots. Mm. So he was able to blame something on Russian bots that may or may not be true. I don't have any idea. Nobody actually does. But he was able to blame it on Russian bots. And then Joe Biden said over the weekend about the Bernie bros attacking him. Somebody said to Biden, said, I think they're Russian bots. And he said, I don't think so. I think it's the Bernie bros. So you had the uh, right there. You've got and this is just going to be the future of our politics. You got perhaps somebody in the Bernie campaign attacking Biden viciously, claiming it's Russians and Biden saying it's not. It's it's him. Right. There's no fixing this. No, there is no fixing this. I think developing calluses is the way we fix it. You just get used to it. It's like I, and I'm not bragging here. It's, it's a, just a function of what I do for a living. I am way better than the average American at recognizing a political story that's too perfect. Because I get uh, quite literally a hundred, a couple hundred chances a day to work on it. You know, because we get so many things sent to us and so many emails. And I think, wait a minute, that one's just a little too perfect. I'll bet it's phony. And it turns out it is. Um, I just, I think people get better at it. Yeah, well, we, we we got to clearly, or and, or our politics will get more and more stupid. Oh yeah, which is probably the more likely outcome. The reason I think this is, was a landmark event is it's the first time it's gotten out of the whole Trump orbit and into like everything else, uh, because it's always been so easy to just blame on the Trump phenomenon, right? But here it was between Bernie and Biden, where well, you got like viciousness. Hillary's idiot, uh, the 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 Russians want to yeah. elect Trump. Yeah. No, the yeah, Russians exactly. just want to screw with us. So this was outside of that whole world, right. where you just had viciousness happening online and inner politics, and somebody able to blame it on Russians, and maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, but the other side being able to not deny it. Oh, and wow, maybe yeah. it was, maybe it wasn't, and you have no idea what's actually going on. Okay, so I hadn't fully appreciated what you're saying. So uh, I say I'm running against uh, Jack here, for instance. 
Um, I could unleash the most horrifying sorts of attacks that normally you'd try to deny or disavow, like when Bush beat McCain in South Carolina by implying McCain had a black child. Right. Um, you would disavow that. You'd say, oh, my God, no, my campaign had nothing to do with it. Now you can blame it on bots. <laughs> yep. Yep. And, and, and by the way, the bots are thinking, well, we didn't do that. We did other stuff that's just like it because they do exist. And then the, the net result is not going to be, I don't think, that people get tarred with things that didn't happen. I think pe- th- I think things that did happen, you'll get away with. I think it's going to be the opposite most of the time. Yeah. So rather than, uh, I don't know, he got arrested once for beating his wife, being something that would damage you, a guy that did get arrested once for beating his wife, mm-hmm. people won't believe it. Yes, true. I think that's more likely to be the problem. Can democracy survive in the Internet age? That's my 10,000-word article for The Atlantic. And if it's happening... Except that sounds like a lot of effort. I don't think I'll do that. If it happened at that level last week between Joe Biden, nobody Joe Biden doesn't have a chance, Joe Biden and Bernie in, you know, in the same party, what's it going to be like between Bernie and Trump over the next 9, 10 months? Insane. It's going to be insane. And you are going to have less skeptical people all over America believing everything they read on their favorite websites or the emails they get. And or not believing anything, depending on what side it's coming from. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. So there will be like 15% of the electorate that doesn't believe anything and 15% that believes everything. Okay. Well, that's a, no. In answer to my question in, in the Atlantic, which I have not even written, the answer is no. Democracy cannot survive in the internet. Right, age. Like nine thousand nine hundred more words. We, <laughs> again, that's going to take me like an hour or two. Sean, you're a millennial. Don't you think that the way it's going to happen? You'll believe all the bad stuff about your opponent and none of the bad stuff about the guy you like. I feel so. That, anything bad that comes out about Bernie or Trump from this point on, you just wouldn't believe it. I don't trust the internet sleuthing of either of the septuagenarians on the origin of of what's happening on the internet. I think as more and more digital natives age into older age brackets, the the immunity is kind of self evident in them. The calluses I was talking yeah, about. Exactly. The young will have yeah. those calluses. I think that we are at a very strange crossroads where there are people who are dependent upon and frequently use the internet who do not fully understand it. Mm. And That's that well num- said, my lad. And that number is going to shrink over time just because of the way that demographics work. I get the, I get your idea of developing calluses. I don't understand though how you would believe stuff that's true though. How does that fix that? You develop calluses to where you, uh, you're not you're shocked by hearing bad stuff, but how do you believe stuff that is actually true? Well, if, they if, did you have, if you have the right attitude, if you want to know what is true, you'll develop like I have. i got two, three things I check to figure out if a story's legit, and it's, it's pretty easy. The, the only thing it seems it's going to work to me is if some journalistic institutions emerge over time, and it would take a long time, that people believe, like we used to have. For instance, the New York Times that you you believed, you know they they wouldn't go. They have always they've always been left leaning, mm-hmm. but they they more or less are on the up and up. If their reporters say no, we looked into this; it's not true. You can believe them, right. but that's not the case anymore. No, it's not. It'll it'll much more likely be five different things that all kind of cross reference and and counterbalance each other. That people you have to do homework. The modern news consumption oh, yeah. will come with Oh, yeah, no doubt homework. about that. Yes. That is one of the things I'm most interested to observe if God grants me uh, you know, a few more years on Earth. Because it used to be news organizations were, were as, as honest and steadfast as they were because they treasured their reputation at least as much as their profits. 
or their parent company didn't even expect them to make a profit. Right. It's a status thing. It's a pride thing to run that you know organization. In the age of clickbait, nobody particularly has the luxury to care about their reputation. They just got to survive. You got to keep the lights on, and right. Yeah. And I'm hoping human ingenuity evolves and and produces something that gets clicks purely because it is dependable and that becomes profitable. I'm a little skeptical. Bernie, that's what I'm anxious to see whether it happens or not. Bernie being able to have vicious dogs out there attacking people online and then being able to say ah, it's Russian bots. Yeah, that's that's a new thing. Yeah. yeah, and there's no way to nail that down. Back in the day, you could find the guy who broke into the Watergate or whatever, right. who did something like that. But well, you can't do that now. If you did nail it down, you know, it was Julian Assange or it was uh, you know the cuddly bear there in Moscow or whatever. Nobody will believe it anyway if it doesn't serve their narrative. So, like you said before, you can nail down who it was sometimes, but nobody believes it anyway. Mm. So, but again, I don't know. Humankind has dealt with worse. I tend to be a, a bitter, cynical optimist. Yeah, they burned a lot of witches for a lot of years before they got it figured out, though. After the printing press. That came witches out. don't burn? Or what? <laughs> right, I don't, I don't follow you. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Some breaking news. The jury is in on the Harvey Weinstein trial. This is Brandon, the breaking news donkey, letting us know it is time to tell you that E-aw, E-aw. There we go. Um, I don't want to do like... I don't want to do like cable news because I'm looking up cable news. Guilty! It's more complicated than that. Uh, not guilty on predatory sexual assault. Guilty on criminal sexual act. Not guilty on a different predatory sexual assault. Not guilty on rape first degree. Guilty on rape third degree. So cleared of the most serious charges, but not cleared completely. Guilty on two of five counts, but wait a second. I don't think that matches up with this TV. Let me roll forward on this. Rape in the first degree, not guilty, and then what do they have next? And you'd have to have a New York legal dictionary in front of you, too. Okay, criminal sexual act in the first degree. Guilty. So that's a first-degree criminal sexual act, which I just heard Judge Napolitano on Fox say that's a 10 to 20. Oh, wow. And that as for a guy in his mid-60s, if he even gets the low end of that, he'll uh, be in prison for a while. Yeah, I don't know what a predatory sexual assault is as opposed to a criminal sexual act. They're about to have a news conference? And the other thing that hasn't been decided yet, does the judge let him walk out of the courthouse and, like, go home and wait for sentencing, right? Um, or do you keep them in jail? You got to keep a rapist in jail, don't you? First degree criminal sexual act. Yes, yeah, ties to the community, Jack. Ankle bracelet, blah blah blah. You don't, don't let know. him out, do you? I would hope not. Seems to me that he would scream a flight risk with his connections or resources that he still yeah, absolutely. has. Absolutely, sure. Good point. Yep. So uh, I wish we could make more sense of this and go with the big guilty headline. Like the the news channels are doing, but it's not quite that clear cut what he's guilty of. Well, and and L.A. gets the next shot at him, I think. So even if he goes to prison, will he still, they'll take him over in an orange jumpsuit and uh, have him go through that whole trial? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So he's got to spend six, nine months in a courthouse in California. 
wearing the orange jumpsuit, maybe shackled. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just happened to watch the Aaron Hernandez documentary. It's on, I think, Netflix or something. Yeah. A little overly long. Um, but uh, he was tried, even while he was incarcerated, for killing that friend of his, the amateur football player. Oh, right. Uh, he was tried for those other killings in Boston, which he clearly did. Uh, he was acquitted for that just because, well, I won't go into the details, but he was acquitted. But it just got stuck back in the who's gal um, for his original crime, the other one. So, yeah, that could easily happen to Weinstein. Or he could get convicted of uh, multiple counts in California, and they'd work out who gets to have him and for how long. I did not almost go to law school. I have no idea what third-degree rape is, but he was found guilty of that. He was not found guilty of first-degree rape. Well, yeah, and, and it's a New York State charge, too. So, you know, that nomenclature might be different in New York than it is anywhere else. I don't sure. Know. Huh, well, it's certainly he's not guilty of the worst stuff, which is unfortunate. Did we ever nail down whether he has testicles or not? Because that was the testimony. I think we're going to find out today. Ballless wonder. We will find out today. Because the Is jury... That how he's going to address the media? <laughs> I would say... He's going to show them. Well, because the jury will be on various talk shows. Maybe, yeah. There will probably be at least one juror. If yeah. I was on that jury, I would be on every talk show. And I would be charging. <laughs> right. So there will be some juror come out, juror, unless they do the whole thing where they all get together and say, nobody talk, let's write a book together. Ooh, smart. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then as soon as I'm out the door, I'm on the I'm on the phone with Anderson Cooper. <laughs> Who but, would read that book? The, well, and in the modern world, that doesn't work, because the Harvey Weinstein trial, by the time you get your book out, nobody cares anymore. Right. Um, this story will be over, unfortunately, uh, by tomorrow. Um, uh, but, yeah, any juror would be able to tell you, because they saw the naked pictures, lots of them. Did he look like that one woman described? Sans testicles and, and, if, the, and scarred or yeah. something. And if not, why would she say that unless she's just complete loony tunes? Of course, if she claimed, yes, he, he has, you know, claimed what she claimed, and then they show pictures of the jury and it's clearly not true, wouldn't the prosecutor just stand up and say, I'm sorry, Your Honor, we're through here? I mean, her credibility would be completely ruined. Well, there were two women. Maybe she was the first degree rape charge, and the reason it didn't happen is she came off as crazy. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to uh, read up on this. But anyway, at least he's been convicted of some crimes. Surely he won't walk out of that courthouse, will he? With and his walker all bent over. Yeah, it's his zillion-dollar lawyers to say, Your Honor, we're appealing based on this, this, and this, and we demand he be a free... He's a very uh, sick man. He needs medical care on the outside. Right. Look at him with his walker, hunched over, looking old. Anyway, that's that. And if they have a press conference, we'll bring you some of the highlights of that. Yeah. Scumbag. Well, yeah. I mean, he's he's an awful human being. And what's absolutely indisputable is he abused women and and treated them badly and badmouthed them. And, and he's just a terrible human. And Hollywood just licked his boots for decades, even knowing what an awful guy he was. And if you didn't lick his boots, he'd hold you down and make you. Yeah, yeah. Um, why is the Dow down 1,000 points for the day? Fear of the coronavirus. But that's been around for weeks now. Greater fear of the coronavirus. Growing fears. There was an outbreak in Italy. But see, here's what you have to... make my Dow go down 1,000 points? Here's what you have to always understand. Well, uh, trade is global these days. But I'm not invested in sausage and... uh, and Pastas. Exactly. Mm, Delicious Chianti. 
Um, and Speedos. What you always have to remember, and the news never talks about this, is there are zillions of dollars that get traded based on what direction you think the market is going to go. Your computerized trading and the rest of it. So if you see some fears of the coronavirus getting worse, guys will think, yeah, but the market's going to go down. And then there's a trend downward and people make profits that way. Right. And then they'll think, well, it's about over. And then tomorrow, literally tomorrow. And this is almost certainly going to be true. It'll go up again. Yeah. Almost certainly going to happen. Mark our words. Armstrong and Getty. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.